Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 110 of the IA Cast. My name is Michael Doeys, and I'm here with Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. And Aaliyah Dudley. Hello. We have a small crowd this week. Yeah. Small but mighty. We do. <laughs> right? And we're on 110. We've done 110 episodes of the show. Can you believe it? I can't. That we is actually, like, really crazy, because when I was um uh, on podcast i was on before i accessibility well the podcasts i was on before i accessibility we did not have 110 episodes so to think that our podcast has made it as far as 110 just amazes me and we have awesome we have unbox casts and all kinds of other stuff so we have a lot more than just 110 episodes it's so cool that is so true actually that's so many episodes yeah it's a lot (laughs) that's insane which you can get to access to every episode from iacast.net, which is awesome. It's a great website. You could even search. I think you could even search by uh, topic or show notes. So head there and check that out. But less about us for right now. We'll come back to that later. And let's talk about the news. So there have been a lot of Apple rumors. I've said it before. This year is going to be the year for Apple news. And... And not the year for my wallet. All right. Exactly. Just say, like, that's Apple News, as in not the app. Well, uh, maybe. Actually, there is news about Apple News. Yeah, there's news about news. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as I said that, I was like, wait a minute. I might be lying. So, there is rumors that Apple is going to be holding an event at the end of... March, March 25th, to talk about their subscription service. Yeah. And it's going to use their system that they use called Texture, uh, which I hope they make accessible a lot. I really hope they make it accessible. And this might be more than just news. It could be all kinds of stuff. And because there's mentions of all these thing, all these new devices in iOS 12.2 betas, we might see new hardware there as well. AirPods, AirPods, AirPods. Which, new which Air- brings us to our next topic, and that is rumors of new AirPods being in two colors, black and white, and having grips for your hands, like rubber grips to uh, not drop them. That's going to be know. interesting. It'll be interesting, but I would much prefer them have some sort of like texture on the buds themselves to help keep them in more people's ears. Because I'm sorry. They just do not stay well in my ears. See, I don't have problems with that. By default. My left ear, I have more of a problem with. Yeah, mine too, for whatever reason. So that is really exciting. I'm really hoping for some good stuff from Apple this year. Air power. Air power, yes. And the new iPad model should be coming as well. The iPad mini and the, you know, there's still talk of an iPhone SE 2 and... New iPod touch. New iPod touch. So, and uh, Apple headphones, maybe, possibly. That's been in the possibly. talks. I haven't seen a lot of videos from like Vector with Rene Ritchie on that, but you know, and possibly more information about their video subscription service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apple, Apple, my wallet, Apple, my wallet will soon have an Apple logo on it. So, what do you guys <laughs> think they'll call this service? I think it would be called. It'd be neat if it was called. Uh, Apple Premium or Apple 
I don't know what they had called this because all their products begin with Apple now, not I, the letter I, but what would they call this? Apple News Plus? I don't know. Well, that wouldn't include, because what I'm well, thinking that's... is they're going to make a bundle with their news, music, and uh, video subscription. Right. What if they, I don't know. Um... The Apple-verse. No, not really. The Apple is taking you over. What? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Apple life. Like I <laughs> Apple life. I life. Maybe that's what I life will turn into. No, remember they took the like, I out of everything. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Duh. Except conveniently our iPhones aren't called Apple phones or Apple Pads. Right, and it's not called Apple work. Apple Pads. That just sounds Well, I don't even think they use I, the I, I work moniker anymore. Um I broke Jason. I don't know. You wow. totally did. I'm still broken. <laughs> I I can't even. <laughs> wow. I wish Apple would make an Android phone gasp just so that it could run Pi and we could have an Apple Pi. <laughs> but, uh... an, an iPhone running Android Pi. Now, that would be sweet. I wonder how that would run. Like, that'd be really interesting if you could get Android running on an iPhone. Um you know, without any, like, weird glitches, get it to run, and then, like, do some benchmarking, and then compare, like, the iPhone to, I don't know, like, the Pixel, and just see what what device can run Android faster. That'd be interesting. I actually don't think the iPhones would run Android as well as a lot of the Android hardware that's designed for it will, because I've noticed that Android phones are typically a little bit more beefy than iPhones. So I don't know that it would run it as well as, you know, say the Note 9 or... Well, yeah, but even if it, like, all I'm saying is just make it run, make everything function in the operating system, and then just see what the benchmarks are. If it's slower, it's slower. It'd still be so cool to watch, I think. It would. I agree. And so March also should be when we hear more about the... And version of Android Q, so I'm very excited about that. I really wonder what they're going to call it. Yeah, yeah. Now that we probably won't know until September, right? I yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. So me and Aaliyah oh. have Google will have Google based phones soon. So Aaliyah, I'm wondering, will you put the Q beta on your phone? Heck yes, I will. Yeah, I I probably will. I it depends on how stable it is, I guess, because I don't know. Part of me doesn't want to. I I think I will get well, I the, the the pie experience first, mm -hmm. and really get comfortable with it before I make that decision. Because my Samsung sort of phone that. only has Oreo on it. I could sort of see that because like I know some people if. Who have, who have installed like the developer betas and stuff of Android that like, and we're talking like the, you know, early betas have in the past experienced problems, like making and receiving calls and stuff. So I can't say that I blame you for wanting to get familiar with Pi first, but speaking of Google, apparently Chrome OS is either getting or has received an update that allows you to control media playback if your device has media keys now. I didn't even know that 
didn't used to be a thing, but apparently it is a thing now. That's excellent. Yes. Cool. And I'm really excited to see what they're going to come out with last year. I mean, this year, they... <laughs> last, I got tongue-tied there, because last year they had some great features. So I'm very excited to see what this year's uh, lineup is going to be. Yeah, I think it'll be really cool um, to see what they do, especially with like the new Pixel phones that are supposed to be coming out. Um, I wonder if this Cry. Pixel 3 Lite phone is actually going to be a thing or if it's just rumor mill. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, so I've been reading that there's been some buzz going around that Google may be launching a uh, budget version of the Pixel 3 called the Pixel 3 Lite. Um, and I, I gather that it may be made out of like some sort of plastic material, like some sort of hard plastic material or some sort of different material that's would differentiate it from the Pixel 3 and that it's supposed to be uh, competing directly with the iPhone XR, especially on like the price front. So I would think that would be much cheaper because I believe the Pixel 3 is about 649 so if they're going to have a light version, that mu that's going to be cheaper, which is definitely cheaper than the 10R. I'm going to guess here and predict that it's going to be either $399 or $450. Well, we will be watching that closely because that's interesting. Yes. And we will get to see if hashtag Jason is wrong. <laughs> um, so we have a few more news stories, and one of them, and both of these actually have to go with our topic. and. So the first one is about Twitter and that uh, Twitter is keeping deleted direct messages for years after they've been deleted. Um, I don't know about you, but when I hit the delete button, it should like go away. Facebook much? Right. Nobody gets to hold on to my stuff. Mm -mm. Especially if I don't have access to it to be able to permanently wipe it. That's. And that kind of sounds like a GDPR violation to me. Yeah, unless, well, but there, I believe that there's a way to get and request to remove the entirety of the data that Twitter has on you, which would, I would think that they would claim include those direct messages. But still. I would hope so. Hashtag the internet is forever. Again. Exactly. Like, that's just, I don't know, that's just not cool. I think, you know, if, as a, as a user of these services if i delete any information on the services i expect it to be gone not hanging around for like i don't know five years or however long it is okay so the last news item that will actually go right into our topic is that why don't you do the ad first then yeah let's do our ad first and then we'll talk about that and so this week we wanted to talk about a new an exciting project that we have started at iAccessibility. You may have seen posts labeled Beyond the Gallery on our main website, but now we actually have the official infrastructure for a community. We now have a website for Beyond the Gallery, our shortcuts community. So you can go to beyondthegallery.app, register, and actually post your own shortcuts for others to use. We are actually working on a shortcut to easily post the shortcuts to, uh, to the community. All posts are moderated, and we may reformat your description and all those things, but uh, you can post your own shortcuts, 
and we're going to have forums and a place for you to talk. And uh, it's very exciting. We have a Twitter account where people can discuss shortcuts with us about a WhatsApp group and all of that stuff. So beyondthegallery.app and beyondgallery1 for our Twitter. We'll have a Facebook page and group for the community over there. And we're also on WhatsApp. So just uh, send feedback at I- to feedback at iaccessibility.net if you want to learn more. Or you can use the hashtag, beyond, uh, hashtag beyond the gallery, and we'll be monitoring those for shortcuts that you post, and we will be putting those up on the website as well. But also we have Beyond Gallery 1 as our Twitter. So very exciting about this you know, new community. We're very excited to have it out there. So uh, check it out. And if you want more information, you can send us an email at feedback at iaccessibility.net. We may even make a Beyond the Gallery email address. Actually, actually, I think I might do that. I think it might be like submissions at beyondthegallery.app. Yeah, I think that works just fine. So product creation right on the po- live on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> or service creation, I guess I should say. So, but, yeah, that that is so. a thing. <laughs> so, let's talk about our main topic, and this is pretty extreme for some people. To me, it's not a big deal, because I like Amazon. I, I trust in all their products, even though they've had their leaks, they've had issues, but, you know, I just expect that to happen. And so, what has happened is, is that there was a company who was created by several developers who left the Apple networking and router division. So essentially, they worked on the net, the airport line of routers. And they created a product called Eero, E-E-R-O, which was one of the first mesh routers available that promised secure uh, and private web browsing experiences from your home network. It also had Eero Premium, I think it was called, or some subscription service, where you got extra perks like tunneling VPN and all kinds of stuff. It was really cool. And it has come out that Eero has been purchased by Amazon. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And what people are upset about this is, is that with that purchase, they feel like they're privacy has been compromised by the tech giant known as Amazon, who follows you around the web to suggest products for you to buy. Now, I can understand some people's trepidation about this, but, you know, it it is a concern and does happen more than just this instance. You know, uh, I used a service for push notifications called Parse which was then bought by Facebook. And that was kind of a, a concern because, you know, they owned the service, which has everybody's push notification information in there and Facebook being Facebook. But fortunately, they were able to be left alone. And in fact, uh, Facebook shut down the service because they could not integrate it into their fold, I think. It wasn't cost effective. So this happens a lot where we lose a product to a bigger company. I mean, Ring was a Amazon, was not an Amazon company. Then they were bought and then they were caught um, recording a lot of video from people's cameras. So I'm curious what y'all's thoughts are on this purchase. 
He just said y'alls. I did. You know, that's not necessarily uncommon. Y'alls and whatch. I think, for me, you have to understand that with every company, no matter what kind of ethics it purports to have, no matter what kind of security, privacy, things like that, that it says it has, we can't always trust it to have those same values. We also can't completely guarantee that a company is not going to be hacked and data that may have been innocently collected then is exploited and posted somewhere. And I think this uproar is a little much because as far as I'm concerned, I assume anything that I do on the internet is being collected by somebody. And, you know, it's it's my responsibility to, you know, ensure that my data is protected, that any sensitive information that I'm passing out of that, um, out of my hands, like passwords, credit card information, that kind of stuff is done securely or as securely as possible. And then I monitor things. If there are breaches, I pay attention and I understand what parts of my data could be hacked. I understand, you know, I, I look on, um, on websites and I check, has this data been compromised? If it has, I take steps to fix it. And I think we can assume, unfortunately as it is, that as long as there is a device, and there's more and more of them now with um, the various assistants, that we can assume that even our conversations, you know, may not be private. As far as if the device is listening, which is why I, I use the sound cues to let me know when the device is listening. Um... So that as much as possible, any private conversations I'm having are protected. And I think there's just, you know, there's there's certain things that we have a responsibility to do as users of the Internet. So I actually agree with you, Aaliyah. Um, I, you know, keep on top of my stuff, too. And if I if I see that places have been breached, that websites have been breached, you know, I I try to make sure it's you know, not going to affect me, or if it is, I'll, I'll do things like I'll go in and I'll change my password or, you know, make sure that I at least have two-factor authentication enabled um, so that I know if somebody's trying to access my account. So, you know, I do try to keep on top of things. And, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of interested to see where this is going to go for a lady now that Amazon does own this router company, because I wonder if because what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it into like a a hub for all of your smart home devices, right? Isn't I would that part I of would plan? say so. So, I wonder um, what kind of effect this may have on you know HomeKit possibly down the line. Because if your router already has a lady in it, well, I think it would be a home hub like the Echo Plus. You know, I I think it would be a home hub and maybe have a lady support built in. But I don't know. And then will your router be listening? And because also keep in mind, guys, your router is kind of your bridge between your internal household and the rest of the web. So, you know, I think a lot of people worry, well, what if I get hacked? You know, will they be able to get into my home? Right. I can just imagine in my case, if 
if they have a router that allows me to connect a drive to it, Amazon knows that and they start sending me ads for like external hard drives or something. Well, and you know, I've never used an Eero. I think they're cool. I went with the Google Wi-Fi, or Leah did, for our house just because, you know, it's Google. We know it's going to work. And I mean, yes, there might be privacy concerns there because it's Google. But it's to me, it's not a big deal. It's just not because if you're doing anything that, you know, makes you be a target, you know, then you may not need to be doing it on the Internet. If you are doing things with proper account logins, two-factor authentication, and different things like that, you're going to be okay. I mean, it's not anything different from what they could get access to before, but I mean, not to sound all like a counselor or anything, but how does this, you guys are Apple fans, how does it make you feel to know that a company that had its goal of privacy was taken over by a company that is not as privacy focused? Well, Dr. Toby's. I just can't. I can't hold it back anymore now that you phrased it like that. I'm just upset. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, I I don't like the fact that, you know, the ethics, the values of both companies don't seem to align. And that's 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 definitely concerning, for sure. And, you know... I well, don't and I like read that Amazon it. has stayed. Oh, sorry. I mean, I don't like it, but it seems like these days, you know, the offer's good. You, you, you go. Well, and I read that somewhere that Amazon had stated that they weren't going to modify Arrow's privacy policy when they, you know, now that they're they're purchased by them. But of course, you never know. Like. Well, one thing I'll say is I've noticed that when Amazon does purchase a company, they keep that company fairly, you know, siloed to themselves, but they add ties to Amazon's central core to that company. For example, and this is a my favorite example of this, Audible used to be its own company. It was not an Amazon company. And I feel like Audible is still the same experience that they were when they were their own company. That's that's just my opinion. Well, and I guess case in point, to support what you just said, is I keep forgetting Audible is an Amazon company. <laughs> like, I just, I don't associate them with Amazon, even though I know they're a part of Amazon. Like, I just think of them as Audible. I mean, Goodreads is an Amazon company. So I just feel like, yes, this is a big deal, but it doesn't bother me that much. The re- and and the other reasons are, like I said, we're we're going to be always having to make sure that no matter what router that we use is, uh, you know, that we're secure, we do the right things, and that we just stay, you know, you know. One stay... thing I would like to see. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. One thing I would like to see out of this is being able to ask a lady to perform a speed test for you without having to like log into the router. If your router has a speed test function on it or, you know, um, go to a website and do it. It would be cool to just be like, hey, hey, lady, what's my speed? And maybe be able to differentiate between network speed and Internet speed. You know, um, that would be interesting, I think. 
I agree. And I mean, me personally, I like the experience that we get from a lady a lot better than the Google Assistant. And that's probably because I've used the Echo experience much longer. But skills are great. Um, we're going to be doing a talk on a podcast soon about blueprints. And that might be my pick for today is the blueprints because that's powerful to be able to build your own skills for your assistant and then publish them in the store. That's awesome. So I guess, you know, it also comes back to, you know, Twitter with your direct messages. Do you trust your companies? And if you don't, are you prepared to keep using those companies? And are you going to do what it takes to keep your data private or not post anything that will compromise your situation? You know, Apple seems to think that if the iPhone stays, that people want the iPhone because it's private and that they don't want Android because of that reason, because it's not as private and as secure as an iPhone or iPad is. But do you think that's what really drives people to the platform? I think for some people, yes. I don't think it's the reason everybody chooses iOS over Android. Well, okay. I don't think that's the reason some people choose iOS over Android. Um, but I do think for, you know, certain people that is a big part of it. Right. I mean, you know, for some it's 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 timely updates, you know. When you, when when iOS updates, everybody whose devices are eligible or 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 supported for the updates will get them. And that's not necessarily the case for Android devices, especially things that like are non-Google devices. Right. And then you have, you know, performance. I've, I've seen around the web where there are people that, and maybe some of this is actually true. Um, I, I can't speak from user experience because I don't have an Android device. But, and then when I did have an Android device, I didn't have an iPhone directly beside it to compare with. Um, but performance, you know, iOS devices are very fast and I'm not saying Android devices are slow either, but I just feel like, you know, there's this, this, this expectation that iOS devices are going to always outperform Android devices. Now, Jason, back to routers, you're still using a airport time capsule. Do you feel that you use it because of the privacy that it gives you compared to, say, you know, a, a regular router or a mesh router or a Google Wi-Fi? I understand that, you know, you use what you have until it breaks. But, you know, if you had the option of switching right now because of <laughs> unlimited wealth, would privacy be a concern for you or would you just say, I'm going to keep with this router just because it's been working for me? Well, first off, I have an Airport Extreme, which isn't really oh, that's right. difference, of difference from the time capsule. Um, I just have a network drive connected to it, so it's a it's a fake time capsule. <laughs> um, but I don't keep this router because of a privacy thing. I keep the router because out of all of the routers that I've owned. It has been the most stable and most reliable router I have ever had. It's got great range here, um, especially now that I ended up putting it on a different channel. Um, but also, the interface 
to do things like install OS updates, uh, firmware updates rather, if there are any, and you know, check on devices, it's accessible. And on the Mac, using Airport Utility, Apple has actually made the um, the lights that the router is displaying show up as help tags to VoiceOver. So it might say, device status has green light, or device status has amber light, or device status has flashing, um, I think it's flashing amber light. So the, 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 the lights are labeled if Airport Utility correctly detects what the lights are doing. Um, and I haven't seen that on any other router. Now, granted, the Google Home Hub routers, uh, sorry, the Google routers <laughs> may... <laughs> I'm making a new product. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, the, the, the Google routers may do that. Um, you guys could speak more to that than I, I can, but, but, but no, it's, it's not a privacy thing for me. And if I had unlimited funds available to me, I, I don't know what I would purchase. I really don't because I like the idea of the Google routers, but I also, you know, like having a USB port available to me to connect my, my network drive. And I want to still be able to use my, my network share on, on my devices. You know, I still want to be able to make my time machine backups and, um, store big files on my drive over the network. So I don't know. Well, I think that'll about cover everything we could talk about on that. Do you guys have any final comments before we wrap up? Stay on top of your accounts, stay on top of your data, and, you know, just be villain. Vi at the risk of sounding like Mad-Eye Moody from Harry Potter. Yes, diligent. At the risk of sounding like Mad-Eye Moody from Harry Potter. Constant vigilance. Constant vigilance. Oh, um, you know, that was much. a fake Moody, right? Anyway. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. But um, that basically sums up my thoughts is just if you're concerned about your data, just watch it and keep on top of it. And if sites get hacked or you feel that somebody's using your account that shouldn't be, change your passwords, you know, resecure yourself. Yeah, just stay on top of it, guys. So. All right. With all of that being said, Jason, what is your pick for the week and where can people find you online? Well. As far as my pick is concerned, I'm actually using it right now. And no, it is not my microphone, although it is involved with my microphone. It's related to my microphone. It is the Blue Coil Pop Filter. It is available on Amazon for like, I think, $12 or something like that. And uh, it... <laughs> Honestly, the... The rather humorous way I like to describe it is it's a gauzy tennis racket on a bendable gooseneck. <laughs> like, it literally is a circle with, you know, gauze material. And what you do is you put it in front of your microphone and prevents you from, from plosiving. And it's designed to work with all kinds of different microphones. So far, it seems to be doing a pretty good job. And uh, I like it. So that is going to be my pick. As far as where people can find me, people can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can search for me on Facebook, just search for Jason Earls. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JDE, that's Juliet Delta Echo. I may or may not have said Juliet, I don't know. Uh, 91. <laughs> Again, that's Juliet Delta Echo 91. 
Okay. Aaliyah, you have a pretty awesome demo pick this I time. Do. So what is that? So my pick is Alexa, open 63rd and Wallace. 63rd and Wallace. Here we presented go. Presented by Wonderwood. Welcome to the interactive horror story 63rd and Wallace, inspired by true events, written by Natalie Fringe. To start episode 1, say, go to episode 1. To purchase and play episode 2, say, buy access to episode 2. You can skip this section anytime by speaking the wake-up word for your Echo device followed by the voice command, skip. In this story you take the role of Charlene Weatherford, in her pursuit of her lost sister, at the World's Fair Hotel in 19th century Chicago. As you listen, take mental notes of people, places, and things. And after you hear this sound, simply speak your intended action. Useful phrases are, look around, use object, or examine room. You can also perform actions such as, open drawers close the window, or pick up object. To move around you can say, go straight ahead, turn left, or turn right. If you need more time, simply say, wait, or hold on. This gives you additional time to make decisions on what to do next in the story. If you need a hint, say, give me a hint. To repeat this message at any time, say, help, or for more information, say, more help. To end the session and save your progress, speak your device's wake-up word followed by the word, end. Now, if you are ready to step into your story, say, go to episode 1, or, to purchase and play episode 2, say, buy access to episode 2. Stop. We have bookmarked your progress. Thanks for actively listening. So that's uh, a skill that it's kind of explained itself. Um, it's one of many, many, many adventure-type game skills on the Echo. And uh, this pick comes to you courtesy of Jeff Bishop, who could not be on the show today. So, if you'd like to find me, you can do so. I produce content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's a-L-E-E-H-A at iAccessibility.net, and you can follow me on Twitter at BlindCowGirl199. All right, so my pick this week is something I just started playing with, and that is Echo Blueprints, or A-L-E-X-A Blueprints. So you can go to blueprints.amazon.com and build your own skills for your Echo. And they're just as simple as picking a blueprint template putting in the data, and then trying your skill. It's that simple. And you can share it with friends, and then you can also send it and publish it in the skills store, which is really awesome because we are remaking our Braille quiz skill, which I think we're going to rename, just short, uh, shorten it from the Braille challenge. We thought about... Um, uh, Braille in a dot, which was a great suggestion by Jeff Bishop. But I think we're going to go with just Braille dots. It's simple, straight to the point, and still awesome. So 
that's actually being converted into a blueprint as a quiz uh, or as trivia. And you will now be able to play that game with four people, which is awesome. So it's really cool what you could do with blueprints. Um, I'm really excited about it. We're going to bring all of our skills up to date. We're going to have a VO info skill for you to ask your Echo about voiceover in Android. Uh, it, that will be a talkback info or TB info. And we're going to have all these skills from iAccessibility on the Echo through Blueprints, which is so cool. Um, all you need to do is have an Amazon account. Go to blueprints.amazon.com, and you could create one. And all you have to do is just enter information. There's like, you know, as I was talking about a quiz, there's even a university skill, which we have altered to make it into a live stream skill to listen to our stream, and that skill ought to be out in the next day or so. So be looking for that on our Twitter account. So I'm really excited about these options. So uh, check that out, blueprints.amazon.com. If you want to find me online, you can uh, find me producing content for iAccessibility. I am Mike Doeys on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Michael Doeys. You can email me at Mike Doeys. That's M-I-K-E. D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. And I'm on all the social networks, even Google+, Plus, which is going away soon. And um, I believe April. And uh, Hey, news bit we forgot. Yeah. Well, that was, that was announced quite a while back. Yeah. But, um, I just heard about that recently again. But, you know, there's a lot of other networks. And uh, you can Google search me, Michael Doeys. And you'll find all of them. If you want to find iAccessibility, you can at iAccessibility.net. We're iAccessibility1 on Twitter. We are on Facebook as iAccessibility. You can find us in our two apps, the iAccessibility iOS app and iACast Android app. You can email us at feedback at iAccessibility.net. And you can use the iACast hashtag on Twitter to make comments to the show. I also want to put a special thanks out to the iAccessibility community. Uh, Niall, uh, you are awesome on the WhatsApp group for recommending this topic. So thank you for that. And we always encourage community involvement because you guys are great. And we want this show to be about you and us to talk about what topics are important to you rather than us just coming up with something every week. So Thank you for that. We really appreciate it, and uh, we want to see more of that happen in later weeks. So if you want to support the IACast, you can at patreon.com slash IACast. Any dollar helps to keep us going every month. So become a patron and get access to special features like being able to hear all of our outtakes. Early. Early, before the outtakes show. I think our outtake show was great this time, although I think Aaliyah had the better one. <laughs> I'm evil. What can I don't I know. Say? I I had the theme song, though, at the end of ours. Yeah, our, our it was good. holiday theme song. But then again, Aaliyah had her theme song that she made my team, with all my, of her other theme songs. My theme so. song was amazing. It was Both of them were really good. So we will continue to use those. We may have to update... Aaliyah's for the new theme, but... Yeah. But that's not hard. No. It's doable. So that will be coming out this summer before the convention season. 
All right. Well, that will do it for this episode of the IA cast. And I think it's been a great show. We talked about a lot of good stuff. And we brought this thing right up to the wire before the stream comes back. So that was convenient. <laughs> so excellent, excellent show, guys. And we'll be back next week for an all new episode of the IA cast. So until then, all ones. Yes. One, one, one. Actually, you know what? We actually, I want to do this real quick. And there's something that I want to start doing. I want to give you guys a preview of what we have coming this week. We have all kinds of unboxings that we'll be doing that will happen possibly before this recording. We'll stagger them out um, as they come out, but probably they will be put up on the website after this recording goes up. But we'll have unboxings of the following Google devices, Google Home Hubs. We will have um, unboxings of Pixel phones and Google Pixel Books. So those will be coming out throughout the next couple of, next week or so, I would say. And so uh, what I want to do is kind of start every week. If we know we have stuff coming up in the next week where we're going to be recording, we're going to let you guys know to expect that. So you know to tune in and be excited about new iAccessibility content. So, yeah. But until then, until then, we will see you next time. And thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Copyright 2019, iAccessibility, LLC.